what I've been doing is I've been looking into building a business in the AI automated agency model. So I've been doing a lot of research and at first I thought it shouldn't be that hard of a business. Um, but then later on, I realized that like the tech side is just totally, it's like a total rabbit hole, man. That's all I got to say. Um, I realized that like coming from a real estate background, I can see exactly how and why real estate has been so slow or there's so many red tapes and shit, man. It's it's like even Figma boards or, or, or like um, this new technology, I noticed that agents are not adopting it. Like none of the agents, professionals, or brokerages I know are on Figma board. But once hey, I see, hey, uh, it's not their business to understand technology, right? They're like just busy selling. Yeah, real they're busy selling real estate. But you know what I realized? Like all these different tech side. Like here's what I discovered: um, tech technology is like magic. Like when you have the technology that is so advanced, it kind of appears like magic, right? So when yeah. I first got into ChatGPT like early on in the year, I actually didn't know how they operate it. I just kind of play around with it. And and then I discover problem engineering and then I took some courses on top engineering. I'm like, wow, I'm generating much better results, but I still had no idea how everything worked behind the scene. And then from there, I started learning about large language models and start to learn input outputs, like better input, better output, right? And also yeah. the way that you have to extract questions. And then from there, it's like a diff totally different rabbit hole. So like I start joining these like um, Discord communities where they talk about um, how large language models, automation, how all of these works. And then I stumble upon these um, automated agency models. So I started talking to some of the realtors, doing some deep dives and try to figure out exactly where they need help to make their business more efficient. For example, just simply um, getting back to their customers, right? Like a lot of realtors are not getting back to the customers. They get a text message. Maybe they have a multiple offer. Yeah. One sec. I think Paul's coming in. We're okay. just chit-chatting. Hey, hey, what's up, Paul? PK. PK, what's up? What's going on, PK? Hey. Hey, man. How are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> just woke up yeah you sound like you sound like you had a fun night last night oh crazy I, like i am you know like i am now starting to learn golf yeah. right yeah and then one of my friend is going uh rbc pro arm tournament on august oh august yeah oh sweet uh one of my friends some some people i know are also doing it yeah august 15 uh to mm -hmm. 17 to calgary yeah. And he's like, hey, you know how to play golf? I'm like, oh, I'm now learning it. I told him, right? Oh, so you're attending that tournament. He's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Then you are my caddy. So I got invited as a caddy. I'm like, what? I have no idea what to do. And then like from that on, yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I need to practice every day. So yesterday I played golf. Today I'm going to play golf. <laughs> Tomorrow I'll play golf. So it's like, oh, this is it. Too many, too many like exercise and like sword and shit. You know? That's wow. Crazy. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, you're, looking, you're looking more fit already. Yeah. Am I it's just uh I just woke up, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I didn't hear alarm. That's crazy. No, that's all right. That's all right. No, we're just yeah. uh, chatting about um Edward was uh, is being uh, kind of Diving into the space of AI, yeah, the, uh, AI tools. 
Oh, I'm, I'm like diving into this weird rabbit hole of AI and then just like telling Andrew how I was learning everything about AI automation. That's and good. Now I'm at the point where um, I'm using a Figma board to try to create my control panel so okay. I can build up different structures and businesses within the AI agency space. And I'm, I'm just coming to realize that the tech stack and the technology information and the education technology requires a lot of deep learning. Um, at okay. first, yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of when I was getting licensed for real estate like 13 years ago. Um, oh, messy. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. What is that? You got messy right here. Yeah, he says, uh, we are the dreamers. We make it yeah. happen because yeah. we believe it. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's us. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah, Paul, by the way, so I spoke to Jin. I think Jin want to work with you on some deals. He has some customers in Korea oh, okay. where he might need some help. Just give yeah, everybody does that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to meet him. Uh, I think he said Monday, something, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. so I said okay. So if I'm downtown, I'll come join you guys for a drink. Yeah, yeah, no problem, anytime. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I was telling Drew that I I went into this deep rabbit hole, learning everything about like AI automation, large larger language models, and the more I dig deeper, the more I realize that I don't know. And some of my some of my learning friends, learning partners, they're sending me these like Google um. I think like Google lectures where you can take like these certification course on AI from Google and they're like daily two day courses. So I'm just strategizing, making plans for the next 30 days just to take a whole bunch of these wow. courses. So I get to know AI, I get to know the automation process and there's a lot to learn, right? I'm building my own bots as well too, because I spoke to developers and I asked them to do build me stuff and 90% of them are pretty new in this space. This space is like almost brand new. Like building yeah. chatbots, and now everybody starts having chatbots like fast food. But yep. yet, there's medium sized and smaller sized businesses where they don't really know how chatbot work. And there's two kind of chatbots you can build. One is like pretty simple. It's just like Shaw when you when you um when you kind of type into the chat for Shaw. Yeah. Like oh yeah, here's three buttons you click. Do you have an issue with the internet or the telephone or your account? Okay, telephone. Boom. Next. Which department would you like? Do you have technical difficulties or do you have account issues? And you keep on clicking buttons, right? It's not very intuitive. Like whenever I'm on those kind of chats, I just want to get to the real person. I'm like, give me a real person, agent, agent, please. What's up? Yeah, I just just wanted wanted yeah. um, wanted wanted raise a, something that that the hive is working on is yeah. We're actually looking to build out uh, a Hive AI tool. So mm -hmm. it's basically for Amazon seller to use to um, to come on this this kind of like a, a AI website. Yeah. And they can go like, oh, I have I have say I have ten thousand dollars to invest into mm -hmm. uh, Amazon being becoming an Amazon e-commerce yeah. seller, and then this AI has prompts and then, and then start asking, okay, what kind of category of product? And then it mm -hmm. runs into algorithm of like, what product has potential? And then it lists out the benefits. And then let's say, let's say oh, uh, after AI does some some research and then you know with a with a helium 10, that kind of, kind of Amazon algorithm and tells you, okay, you should launch the soap dispenser. The soap dispenser should have some, what kind of benefits and features and then how to write the, the, the product description product title product keywords and then it also has like some manufacturer in china that's able to so mm -hmm. like every time like 
like any Amazon seller, they can pay, they can pay a either a monthly subscription fee or per visit to 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 get to to ask this AI kind of Amazon trainer. FBA, yeah. Exactly. And then get them all the information. Because right now Hive is offering the partnership program where yeah. you know we charge a lot to to provide these 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 uh, guidance, right? And then these these help. But then with the AI tool in the future, mm-hmm. it can really help a lot more people who want to get into to to Amazon business. This there's, there's so many Amazon so many things so, you can do. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to chat about that. I have another partner, Reggie. Like he's interested in, in yeah. starting this this business with the AI. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that like I have for us. Like it's something we want to support in building out the infrastructure. Because it's kind of like kind of like like AI is is it's kind of like a becoming kind of like a trainer, right? It's kind of like Iron Man. You have Jasper, where you know yeah. any any question, you, hey Jasper, can you do this? Can you do that? So so for our ecosystem, you're kind of asking mm-hmm. the, the the let's say Edward, right? Like he can answer any kind of Amazon question, any providing any kind of Amazon answers. Yeah, yeah. I, so I've been looking into this. I haven't thought about e-commerce, but we can definitely talk more in detail about this. Bring your partner, and then we'll do a yeah. we'll do a Zoom call, right? Because because I find like realtors that are so used to doing things physically, it's really mm-hmm. hard for them to do it like use technology and virtually yeah. but people who get into e-commerce they are so familiar with working distance yeah. working virtually because right. they don't That's even right. see the product products made in china and they ship to us they they're so used to working virtually that's right um yeah, yeah. no i i agree i agree let's talk more in detail i haven't i haven't really explored the e-commerce space i just explored the um what do you call it explore the real estate space because i know real estate right yeah. And I know exactly what kind of customers, what problems they have, um, especially for large teams. So my model initially was to work with teams who are doing half a million to a million dollars a year in revenue. And that's pretty much the top, I think top 5% of all the real estate agents. And right. there's about, I would say there's like 1.7 million realtors in the whole North America. There's a right. lot of real estate agents. So that gave me a lot of room to play with, probably like 50,000 people. That's my clientele. And my initial plan was to kind of leverage the artificial intelligence AI resource and help them with five areas. One is prospecting. Second one is human resource. Let's say, let's say they onboard and train people. Uh, the third one is generative AI. Let's say the new trainees, they have problems or questions with the real estate council, real estate board stuff, uh, legal stuff. They can just talk to the AI. Um, and currently is there, yeah. is there AI that can answer those kind of questions right now? Uh, I can. Okay. So I already built a bot that can do it. It's, I think the in, intuitive level is like at 85% because I, what I realize is, um, the database you use is extremely important. So let's say if you're using a database that is. The BC know, and Texas law. will have a different real estate bylaw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They Home. have different real estate bylaws. But at yeah. the same time, it's the way that you ask questions, right? So, uh, so I've been debugging this bot that you know my developers are building for me right now, and I'm just you know I tested it with some realtors, and sometimes they don't give you the right answers. I think there's something in AI called AI hallucination, which is let's say you uh, you prompt a question, okay, it will give you totally different answers because they actually give you the answers based on randomness, meaning that you, there's a randomness score, okay let's say from zero to one, one is like the most random thing. It will probably give you like a whole bunch of question marks 
or even explanation marks when you're asking a question. Let's say you were to say, um, what is the regulation for, uh, for let's say, onboarding a new tenant to my property, okay? What do I need? And if your randomness is a one, that means it will generate you like complete random answers, right? So to have these randomness less, you'll probably want it to be at 0.1 for the randomness. So this way, when you're asking questions, you're getting pretty concise answers. However, the issue right now is what you input and the way that you ask questions. So I can imagine some new realtors, they don't know how to ask questions and they will get these like random answers. And let's say if they, let's say they bet on these random answers, if they get into trouble with the uh, BCFSA or the real estate board, then who's to blame? Yeah, that's the issue. Like, yeah, I have, I have, I have another, another yes. business partner, Yuna. She's doing um, an AI, AI thing, like what you're doing for medical. And yeah. on that end, for medical, it's, uh, hard. it's even harder because they have to it's get so like hard. Yeah, a hundred percent accuracy because um, it does not allow for any error at all. Yeah. Um. So I'm. Um, I spoke to somebody in the medical field. And they've been working on AI for the past three years. I think the this company, like this founder, this company, I think he spent he I think he raised like 50, 60 million for the past like three years. And he's be like he, like the medical, there's so many different prescriptions, so many different components within the medical field. Um, if you get something wrong, then someone's lives are at stake, right? Yeah, because so you say that huge. they can get it to about 95% accuracy. Yeah, but, but that's, that's not, not good that's enough. That's not enough. It has like, to be a hundred percent accuracy. And yeah. that requires tremendous amount of um information, tremendous amount of engineers, like prompt engineering. Yeah. I heard that, you know, one that's, guy was saying sorry yeah. to cut you off, but that's where Edward, we should talk about the e-commerce like yeah. e e-commerce I can can have tremendous of inaccuracy. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, I know. I, I, I think I think that's the issue I was running into with real estate. Like, I, I had this vision. I actually presented my visions. Like, hey, you want to be a super realtor? It's funny that you mentioned Jervis because, like, my, in my presentation, I don't know if I can show you my presentation. It's hilarious. Um, hold on. Let me share screen. Can I share sure, screen? Why not? All right. Unless, unless, let me share Paul, screen, man. Oh, you have let anything you wanna you wanna say? Otherwise. Oh yeah, Paul. Okay. Sorry, I forgot you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. As the Jervis. Cool. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, oh, it's learning. Well, all the yeah, it's learning. so funny that you mentioned that, man. Hold Beautiful AI. Oh, yeah. Um, this is so. That's my presentation that I did for probably like probably ten groups of real estate professionals. Supercharging. Okay. Yeah. So imagine if we could supercharge our team, amplify our impact, elevate our real estate business. There's a tool that become a super agent. So I was preaching the concept of having a super agent, which is like the Iron Man of agents. Yeah, you can take pictures. I'll send it to you afterwards. Because um, okay, I, I want to... Check this I, out. Check this out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what if there's an Iron Man suit that could empower you to defeat the Thanos of operational challenges? I was like, <laughs> I was like shit, I, I, I shouldn't have this. This is totally not professional. I thought it was hilarious. Hey, but I yeah. want to I, I want to connect you with uh, Christabel because Christabel because yeah. I I have a Pulse Digital agency right where Is it we... the same Christabel that we know. Yes, she. That oh, that's like right. You 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 yeah. introduced hilarious. Anyway, that's you so funny. So she yeah. is she is starting the agency, digital marketing agency, to help realtors. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Why don't you talk to her about you know you guys can can collaborate on on some elements. Yeah, we can definitely do it. I think, yeah, because I, I think after what I want to do, I want to talk to you over the ah oh, shoot, ah anyways, 
like ChatGPT and this. What I want to do, I probably want to talk to you in detail about the uh, e-commerce model. Maybe I can pick your brains a little bit because I have so many yeah. resources, so many developers, and I'm I'm finding that there's so many red tape with real estate, even like building a HR bot where I can input all that information into the database with the real estate BC councils or different contracts, but yet the accuracy becomes an issue. Like the accuracy becomes a huge issue, right? It's, 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 it's like the banks, right? It, yeah, it's like, like the banking. It's, it's, highly, it's highly looked after. Oh yeah, anything highly regulated. Can go wrong. Yeah, highly regulated. Highly regulated. And I noticed that anything that's highly regulated, it, it will probably not be the right time for the technolo technology now. But let's say ChatGPT, I heard ChatGPT four. I heard is very good, but it's highly expensive. Um, very very expensive. It can, it can create, it can rationalize, it can be high pretty advanced than ChatGPT three point five Turbo. But whenever you use ChatGPT four, it will be you're looking at ten to twenty x the cost as if you were using the regular one. So that means, let's say if you want to build a prospecting bot or sales bot, everything all of a sudden become hyper expensive, right? Instead of charging, let's say $500 per client, now you have to charge like 5,000 or 10 grand. Then yeah. most of the real estate teams, they probably don't see a value in that because you're kind of helping them with, you know, you're, you're kind of building a AI assistant that they could AI UBC student, for example, that they will hire for 40 grand a year. And you're replacing eighty percent of that, so you're hel you're helping them saving like thirty to forty thousand dollars a year. So you can't really charge more than two to three, two to four thousand dollars a year. You know what I mean, right? It's like the ten x value, Alex Hermosi's model. So I'm just looking at that. I'm like, fuck, or oh, excuse my language. Um, like based on based on the real estate model, unless you go into a development company, but a development company also has some, you know, shortfalls because they're highly regulated too. Right, so everything's they, like very they are regulated. horrible with technology. Yeah, they're horrible with technology. They're horrible with technology. Yeah. So yeah. It's, um, so next week I actually scheduled a discovery meeting with um, a real estate project marketing company. I think that they might need the service, but I need to do some digging to see exactly what kind of pain points, what kind of frustrations, what kind of needs they have in this business. But anyway, I think we should connect on the e-commerce side. I think that might be a different path so if we can yeah. collaborate on building something i you know i would love to do that it's definitely something we want to we want to build out and support. yeah let's talk yeah. let's chat let's okay. talk okay um other than that i i do want to share something um yo we gotta go soon it's like 10 25 already but <laughs> <laughs> i know what just happened i, I have no idea what just happened yeah i do want to share something on real estate though because remember last week yeah, we were talking about how we should talk about real estate, real estate. Okay. I do want to share something with you guys okay. on real estate. Um, one sec. Oops. Am I sharing screen? Nope. Not yet. Okay. All right. So this is what I'm looking at right here. I, I read some reports, right? But I think this one, you know, it's kind of, it's really modern. Yeah, yeah, it's like a month ago, right? It just came out. And they're based on the rate increases on and the bond yield, how this affects real estate. So um remember remember um we're just talking when we're you know talking face to face, right? Regarding making some predictions. So my prediction is this. Um back like to 90 real estate right? market. Yeah. Yeah. So 
we shouldn't use the framework of the early 2000s or 2008 to look at real estate. We should be using the 70s framework to look at real estate. That's my that's my prediction, which is you're in a higher interest rate and higher inflation environment. What that means for real estate, because it's a highly leveraged, because you let's say you invest $10 million in real estate, right? You yeah. can pretty much pick something up for $50 million at 20% LTV. 20% LTV. Um, so what this means is like a highly derivative of a money play. That means you're borrowing a lot of bank money. And now because all the interest rates going up where they're trying to fight inflation, bring inflation down to 2%, what happens is your borrowing costs went up. So one of the projects that I was heavily involved in, their borrowing costs went up like 300%, like 300%. The rate we're borrowing at in 2000, early 2020, okay, 21 was like, 3.75% commercial development uh, land loan, right? But now the latest rate is close to 10%. Just imagine that, like 10%. If you were to build, borrow $10 million for this project, uh, we picked it up for, I think, like $19 million. So if you were to borrow $10 million, for example, at 3.4%, that's like $340,000. Uh, $340, but if you were to borrow at 10%, now you're looking at $1 million for your expenses uh, while interest only interest only while you are waiting for rezoning to happen in Vancouver and it, Vancouver is a very special place. If you, if you look at the entire geography, right in, in the North side, there's the ocean West side, there's the ocean. You can only expand South side and East side. So that's what a lot of people are doing. They were expanding South to East. They build up Richmond and then they start going to Surrey, going to uh, Langley, going to Abbotsford, Chilliwack, all these different locations. And you'll realize the center of Vancouver is highly protected. It's like a castle with a moat. Okay. So for newer developers to come in and they want to develop within the city, it's nearly impossible without waiting for seven to 10 years per freaking project. And guess what? I was talking to my friends in China. <laughs> they were like, hey, for in seven to ten years, you can build an entire city with like yeah, and that that time, that time with that, that time with the interest it just erodes your it your erodes profile. your entire profit. It yeah. erodes it right. Yeah. Um, a lot of people I talk to, they are still using the old framework, the old paradigm, without realizing the paradigm has already shifted. Okay, that's what I want to share with you guys and the audience here. The old paradigm is. Every time when something happens to the market, when the market faces a recession, when the market crashes, they just crank up the money printing machine. They just print more money. There's no consequences. The inflation rate is still under control. And the, the fundamental reason for that is globalization. Because when you are producing 80% of your products over in China, Asia, um, the six, seven little tigers, right, India, what happens is it tremendously reduces your cost. There's also technology advancements, technology stack as well too, with the birth of internet e-commerce. Everything's way more efficient. Now, the reason why market is so good is because people are betting on the fact that AI is going to come in and they will replace a lot of inefficiencies in the marketplace, replace human labor and all of these different things. But if you look at the realities, like that's why I'm interested in AI because I know that it's going to be huge in the next decade and i noticed limitations with it okay one day one day i believe okay in the next decade something good is going to come out of it okay they're doing a, you know there's 
all these crazy quantum computing stuff, which I don't understand. And this is a fight between the different nations, right? Totally beyond my level. It's not, you know, nothing that I can comprehend at this moment. But what's happening is to get the inflation down to nearly 2%, it's pretty difficult at this moment. Because when you go shopping, when you buy a can of milk, for example, pre-2020, we can probably buy a bottle of milk for three, four bucks. And now that same bottle of milk, it probably went up 70%. Now it's like $6. But I have heard the story yeah. is, you know, like, like last last year we had like 7% inflation, right? It's very yeah. high. But now it's kind of coming back down as we right. know. And uh, as soon as it comes back down to like 2% kind of range, mm -hmm. then they can start the, the, the printing press again. Yes. Because what Fed cares about is not the past inflation or whatever. It's yeah. the current state. Once inflation comes back down, then they can stop printing money because it's it's really about a current state of inflation. Yes. So so here's the thing, right? It's what are the factors controlling inflation? I think that's the most important thing. What is the biggest yeah. factor, right? Where's inflation coming from? Um. So before, you know, 2% is a healthy inflation because value must be inflated. But if you actually look at history, you'll realize that the inflation was only controlled because of globalization. To be honest with you, cheap labor, right? That's a basic component. If you break it down- And, 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 te and, technology, and technology too. I mean- I'm Yeah, but, but what are the weights of technology, right? So let's say, for example, if you don't have cheap labor in Asia, okay, let's say if all the, all the manufacturers, they move back to the United States or Canada, where the labor cost minimum wage right now in Canada is like 17 bucks. Whereas you go to India, the minimum wage is probably, yeah. I don't know, like a dollar. But wait, wait, isn't, isn't globalization deflationary? Cause the cost of making the product is actually lower. Absolutely. But absolutely. But look at the tariffs coming in, right? Cause now the overall macroeconomics, oh shoot. One sec. We lost our. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still here. Um, yeah. You're still there. But for some reason, for some reason, you became very smaller uh, than uh, before. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. There you go. I'm going to use another camera. But okay, that's a good topic, which is you You want to look at, um, I, what are we talking about again? Globalization. And we're talking about like China, right? We're talking about the first principles um, of globalization, which is we had globalization since Nixon going to China when he opened up China. So China became the factory of the entire world. Inc this includes like production of pretty much 90% of all the different plastic toys, all the gadgets that we're currently using, including technology, and even Foxconn's factories for CPU, GPU, um, iPhones produced in China. Now they're slowly moving the factories out of China, manufacturing facility out of China. But you know, to set up the manufacturing facilities in India, first of all, you need skilled labor. You need a lot of capital investment. And then you have to test it out to make sure that they operate the right way and they can produce for cheap, right? So if you look at those factors, it's not going to be a short short period of time um, before they can completely remove China off the picture and they can go to other countries with more benefits. So if you look at that window, then technically you have a five to 10 year window before other countries build up their manufacturing hubs to replace the Chinese manufacturing hub. But you know, during that period, what does that mean? That means globalization is coming to an end because now you're seeing more tariffs, whatever Trump is doing to China, whatever China's doing to the United States, 
you're seeing more div divides. You're seeing more divisions in people's minds. People are, you know, now they're kind of against the Chinese products right now. Some people are. If you're if the product's made in Canada or made in USA, they will probably be more likely to buy it. But they're gonna not be at a fraction of the cost of something that's produced in China, right? They're gonna be pretty expensive. So that will generate more inflation. That's inflationary. So the end of globalization turned out to be more inflationary than what the Feds are thinking. And also the CPI, if you know, coming from an economic standpoint, I I did some digging. The CPI index, whatever that's in the index, right? It changes from year to year, which is weird. All right. If you look at what's in the 70s versus what's in it now, it's totally different. It's very, very different. So, like, what is the real inflationary rate? Right. Yeah, I because think, there's I think nominal also, and real one. I, yeah, but I think ahead. I think I think the huge the, the super high interest rate really defeats yeah. a lot of a lot of money. Like I used to take on some margin to invest yeah. in stocks and now, and now you obviously all that margin is paid off. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people like like for example, developers, they will leverage to do construction, but now yeah. it just okay. just doesn't make sense. But every time those money are pretty heavy money going into the market, which is causing you know inflation too, right? Like it's basically more borrowed money, but now because borrowed money costs so much, people stop borrowing because people stop borrowing. Exactly. Yeah, even car payments, like people cannot afford, you know, the same the same fifty thousand dollar car, the payment, the monthly payment has gone up double, triple. And they 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 can afford to 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 buy yeah. cars. And and if you think about it this way, that actually gives into the inflationary aspect of the product. Because think about yeah. it, um before a before you can get a Tesla, for example, for I think 0.99% interest rate for a lease payment, right? Or even a finance payment. But now it's a 6%. So they literally went up 6x, 600% for the interest rate. So that means your monthly payment, maybe for a Tesla Model X, it used to be maybe 1200, but now it's going to be 2000. 3000, yeah. Yeah, 2000. Right. So, so it, it actually went up that much. So what that means is, Let's say if you're a family with disposable income for um, cars, luxury items, or even for houses, now all of a sudden your disposable income in decreased because of inflationary things for your housing, your everyday needs for transportation, or even for food. Yeah, I, that's why I, th I think inflation is really coming down because you can mm -hmm. just feel like, you know, like it's not even, a, and then now like Tesla yeah. and a lot of car manufacturers, they have the car car prices because they know people cannot afford the, the payments yeah, exactly like, like the, the interest rate has such a huge effect on actually what people pay month to month because most people are on monthly payments not a lot of people yeah, just pay are. cash and buy stuff right like the monthly payment actually swings so much more than just the the price changes due to the interest rate yeah um, yeah so so what you can do is like if you look at inflation you can actually look at commodities right Commodity prices like gold, all the all these different things like gold, copper, lithium, uh, oil. So because like these are the basic units of creating everything. For example, like plastic, all these, the petroleum. But you can see oil prices going up. It just went up again, right? From a year ago. So everything is kind of going up. Maybe they slow down because of interest rates. Okay, but I'm just saying the long-term effect is still here. The turning point is probably around COVID, to be honest with you. The inflation. Well, they were printing so much money. Interest rate was near yeah. zero. I mean, like if you look at this happens. way, um, Canada 
is one of the most data countries in G7. I think you were mentioning that, right? Were you the one that told me that, PK? Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I looked at it, I'm like, holy crap, it is. It is like one of the most in-data countries in G7. And guess what? Over 50% of the debt that was born in the United States and Canada came from the past three years. Yep. Over 50%, man. All right? This is insane. So what that means is, yeah, you can increase your rates to control inflation. But if you study the 70s framework, you will notice that when the inflation is at 15%, guess how much the rates were at? They were at 20%, man. 21%. Okay, we got we got three minutes left. We should kind yeah. of work on just so, like so. Let's okay. So let let's sum everything up. So we sort of talked about AI automation today, and me and me and uh, Drew will connect next week. We'll talk about AI e-commerce. I have some resources. We can see what we can build, what we can create together. And the second thing is my call for real estate. All right, this is going to be my call for real estate, which is I believe, in my opinion, um, inflation's here to stay for at least a decade, probably longer than four or five years. That's my call. And the reason why, the basic reason is globalization, the end of it. So let's see. Let, let's revisit I, this I, in 45 I, that, years. That I see opposite. Yeah. I actually yeah. see inflation yeah. coming down awesome. pretty quickly. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see what happens. Let's see who's right in like 45 yeah. years or a decade. I would love to I, see I, I Actually, I, yeah. I'm definitely on a different camp. I feel like the Fed yeah. is doing a pretty good job, like awesome. reversing the market. I I I I I I see I I see it pretty good, like in, in terms yeah. of inflation being under control. This awesome. is what I expected last week. Like I told yeah. uh, Edward that uh, he will have a little bit of a defense view or pessimistic view of econ, and I see Andrew will be the opposite way. So I'll be the middleman to mediate <laughs> the situation yes. so that I'll balance out. Yeah. And the yeah. conclusion for me is that whatever that happens, if inflation rate like, go up or go down or yeah. economy go, go bad or or better, you have to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> That's my because, conclusion. Uh, yes. Be- and the balancing out, you know? Yeah, because because uh, recession, because Bitcoin is like digital gold. Of that's course. Dollar cost exactly. average Bitcoin. Of yeah, course. Dollar cost average. DCA, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. So. All right. Good to have a chat. Good to have Sorry, dollar that. cost average Bitcoin, dollar cost yeah. average stocks and real estate. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, peace out, guys. That was a great okay. episode. Have a good I'm weekend. Gonna, I'm gonna share the weekend. link to these episodes. I'll probably what I'll do is I'm good. gonna um share the link and I'll put it on my current podcast. So later on we can launch our own podcast once we're more sure. comfortable and figure Let's everything out. Let's do it. Yeah, this is fun. This is super relaxing. Yeah, it's super awesome, man. I think we're all growing and learning together, too. Absolutely. Okay, thanks, guys. Peace out. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.